Hello and welcome to the Found Cause, where you found our cause and serve the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm Michael. I'm Michael, the man behind the machine, and to my virtual front, it's first... Sebastian, the bookkeeper. Ah, thank you, Sebastian. He even knew who I was pointing to. And then second, but not least, is... <laughs> Theodore, under the PC, under the person of Christ. And we all know I need to be least because the least is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And uh, <laughs> that's just how it is. So today, we were all virtual. Um, you know, props to my mother. I was just telling these men that my mother pointed out the other day um, that there's a Levitical law about when you quarantine yourself. And one of them is when you have fluids running from your nose. Um, and, and me and my wife do, so <laughs> Sebastian's not here, and theater's virtual, whatever. It's all good. Um, but in the spirit of virtual podcasting, we thought we would do an episode on virtual dating profiles, because online dating is all the rage now, and Theodore pulled up some great profiles, and I look at them like 30 minutes before this episode, and I'm like, Theodore, <laughs> this isn't enough for a full episode. <laughs> like, we got, we got hours, you know, our viewers expect three hours of content they're not going to watch you know they're going to watch the, watch the 20 minute, first 20 minutes of not five minutes of content like that would probably like skyrocket us to getting thousands of subscribers i can't have that and so sebastian steps in and suggests a great alternative let's do a classic uh found cause really michael topic which is um men you know what, what should young men be doing um, specifically, we are now all 25 and up, and there's an age group in marketing, at least in my, my line of work, that's 25 to 35. It's a, an age group. So what should 25 to 35-year-old Christian men be doing? Uh, maybe an examination of our Christian outlook as, as Christian young men and, and our ambitions. Uh, so it's kind of a grab bag of what, what Christian men 25 to 35 should be doing. Um, but we're going to start it out with the work that theater put behind the dating apps, because frankly... Um, Finding a wife can be a big part of your 25 to 35 journey. And these days, I think there's still um, wondering and confusion on if you should do dating apps and how you should do dating apps and all the burnout stories of people doing dating apps wrong. So we'll do a little bit of that. And then the second third of the episode will be about how you work well, because I think that's still a giant part of our life on earth is working well. And then lastly, how you serve the church and maybe general grab bag stuff. Before I go any further, I know that my two incredible co-hosts have real Bible passages to give instead of just, you know, pulling stuff out of their armpits like me. So I'm going to toss it to you, Sebastian, real quick, and then you, Theodore, to share some some general biblical wisdom on why we should be thinking about wisdom as young men and what the Bible has to say, because we do want to root our knowledge in the Bible, not just Jordan Peterson and whoever else is influencing men these days. <laughs> and that is exactly why. I wasn't even planning to talk about Jordan Peterson, but sure, let's let's do it. So there are many competing voices out there in the world, and many do line up with the Bible. A lot don't. For example, Andrew Tate, he says some interesting things and then says some ridiculous, obscene things every once in a while, most most of the time. Jordan Peterson is the opposite. He says a lot of things that do line up with scripture, being disciplined, being focused. However, they really do not have any valid root foundation, I would say, because it is pretty much what his own opinion or acquired wisdom or tradition. Yeah, that's really what it is. Acquired wisdom and tradition, which includes the Bible, but it's not exclusively the Bible. Yes. So believe it or not, uh, the audience for those men tend to be young adults from age 25 to 35 that mm -hmm. marketing category so they are competing voices and the million dollar question is has god provided us any any guidance of how young men 
should live. And I would actually hold that that is the case. The main thing that I would say is, unless you want to chime in at any point too, is as you seek to establish yourself, we're going to go over several suggestions that we have, but in everything that you do, think always, how can I honor the Lord? You're going to find your own place. Am I doing this for my, and I just, as you can see the background, I have recently within a few months found my own place. Am I doing this for just for fun, just for my own amusement to find the most luxurious place and squander all my money? Or are you trying to balance a good safe, of course, you know, you want to balance all these things, factors. Is it bringing honor to the Lord in those things? Are you honoring your family? That's something in my, I'm speaking also from my experience in Peru and other either Hispanic or Asian cultures, it is uh, expected to live with your family, your parents up to like your 40 or something, 30, 40, mm -hmm. even while you're married. So there is that cultural difference with the U.S. Whereas in the U.S., you're expected to move out the moment you're like 17 or like turning 18. You're like, get out of the house and never come back. I would say that God, as I was reading Proverbs, which is a great book on this topic, is Proverbs 10 encourages the son to be wise, which gladdens, which makes a father glad. And the foolish son brings sorrow to his mother. It also talks about proper work, not slacking off. Being diligent brings wealth. Does it guarantee wealth? No, but surely it, the book of Proverbs points, points us in what our intention should be in how we live our lives. So I guess I'll start by contributing that even after you are moving out and establishing yourself, there is wisdom in honoring your father and your mother in your work, where you live, how you live, and that honors God in the process. Mm -hmm. And that can look different for a lot of people. And we've talked about that on this podcast in brief before. Maybe it warrants its own episode. But like, what does honoring your parents mean when you are no longer under them um, as a child? So it doesn't mean always obeying them because sometimes they have poor advice. And especially if they're not following the faith or if they're just wrong in particular positions. But there's still ways to honor your parents um, as the law dictates without necessarily being under their authority. Uh, but that's, that's worth a podcast in and of itself. And again, that comes from Proverbs. So instead of like examining um, the lectures of Andrew Tate or Jordan Peterson or whoever else, or even well-intending Christians, um, we really all should turn to Proverbs first. A lot of the, the principles in Proverbs seem really basic. Uh, like you said, Sebastian, some of them are just like um, the son who sleeps during the harvest is um, a curse. Of course, you know, like if there's work to do and you're not doing it, like work that that is time sensitive that needs to be done and you aren't doing it and you're the guy for it, like that's that's evil. Um, so that's general exhortation that most of us get, but it is good to inculcate yourself with that kind of wisdom. And it sounds basic, but the moment you find yourself like, oh, I wish I could just, I think I'm just going <laughs> to sleep for the rest of the afternoon or play games or do whatever, you know, watch a game on TV, whatever you want to do. And then it's 9 p.m. and you realize, oh, crap, I haven't done anything for the whole day. Are you honoring God by doing that? So I probably not. If you have other responsibilities, you're not. Right. And that is key too. Like sometimes there is rest days and we can enjoy God's yes. creation. Uh, Theodore, I want to give it to you too, in case you had primer. I know you, you often have Bible passages or something you want to share before we get into the meat. Uh, sure. Let's see. I guess I'll start with 1 Corinthians 11 verse 3. 
But I want you to know that Christ is the head of every man, and the man is the head of every woman, and God is the head of Christ. So this, just to point out, like, <clears throat> the hierarchical structure that is good for our existence. Mm -hmm. So every, basically every woman should look for a man who she wants to lead her. And every man should be looking to Christ and also looking for a woman who <clears throat> uh, trusts him and wants him to lead. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to play um, the, the devil's advocate here for a second, but it, I, I'm playing the devil's advocate. Some will say, well, what about when, I mean, always the screeching, but even the reasonable will say, um, what about those who are called to celibacy or others like that? Well, we're not talking to you. You know, like just like the apostle just said, like you just read out of First Corinthians, uh, he says, man is the head of every woman and God is the head of every man. Um, in the same way, there are unbelievers who God is not the head of, right? They, they reject God. And equally, there are celibates who are not called to have a, a husband um, or a wife. So we're not talking to you, right? We're talking in generalities. Anyways, continue. Right, yeah. Um, so First Timothy 4, verse 12, let no one despise your youth. Instead, you should be an example to believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. And you'll see where this comes in uh, with regard to how you present yourself on a dating app or website or wherever, um, or even like the like clothes you wear. When you go public places to be seen by a potential spouse. Um, Galatians 1 verse 10, for am I now trying to win the favor of people or God? Or am, uh, am I striving to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a slave of Christ. And this is Paul just pointing out, he is a slave of Christ. His uh, worship is of Christ and he seeks to please um, Christ, God. Um, because if you seek to please people, then... Basically, you become a slave to pleasing people and basically just finding a spouse rather than uh, finding ultimate meaning, purpose, finding God. Mm -hmm. um, and then last one, Romans 12, 1-2, pretty common one. Therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as living sacrifices, uh, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. So again, don't conform to everything that uh, uh, young folks are doing around you, but uh, continue to offer yourself as a sacrifice to God, holy and pleasing to him, um, and do not conform to the world. But present your bodies, present yourself um, as a living sacrifice. And do not defile yourself. Do not defile the body, the sacrifice that you give to God. Yeah. Amen. And and this is a great transition point then into our first third of the episode, which is uh, finding a wife. So again, episode for men. Apologies, ladies, but we'll put you aside for a second and talk about you. Uh, and that is... Like we just said, not everybody is called for a husband uh, for a wife to, to find a wife, but it is the regular call. Uh, and I think that these days with marriage being so 
um, frowned upon compared to in previous ages throughout human history that I'm especially sensitive to those who think they're called the celibacy and saying that you should probably really examine that because um, it, the apostle writes that uh, if you burn with lust, it's better to marry than to, to continue to burn with lust. And most men, just because it's a manly pursuit, is to, to have some sort of sexual drive, um, struggle with lust until they marry. So we at the Found Cause would suggest that everyone pursue marriage. Um, that can look like a lot of things. And so, uh, like Sebastian's not married yet. And all that to say, we don't have like a prescription that you must be married by 27 or you're a failure or like you're sinning or whatever else. Um, or you need to do these certain things. I mean, the Bible doesn't speak on exactly how you should pursue a wife or a lot of things like that, except that there are good traits to look for in a wife. Um, and that, like I said, the Bible does say that if you burn with lust, it's better to marry than to, to not. And so the modern age um, has a lot of weird sex stuff. And so I'm going to brush past most of it. Again, it warrants its own episodes. Um, but needless to say, homosexuality is wrong. You should be looking for a wife. And then secondarily, um, a wife is somebody who you do not sleep with until you get married. And you should be looking to get married and have a family and all the rest. Those are all the normative stuff. Again, God doesn't always give you children. Um, God doesn't always give you a wife, even if you are um, not gifted with celibacy. So, like, there's a lot of edge circumstances here, but we're going to be going with the norm. And uh, with that being said, in the modern age, if you're in America and probably other places in the world, there's been a huge trend towards online dating. And I'll say my own parents were not supportive. They're like, oh, that sounds weird. Like, probably not the best way to go. You seem like you're trying to force God's hand. Um, but... Uh, pursuing i'll give my two cents here pursuing marriage looks different it just does look different in the modern age than it used to and i don't think it's a bad thing it's kind of like shopping looks different um applying for jobs looks different than it used to and so does finding a wife and these days parents aren't usually as involved in finding spouses they can be it's a blessing if they are but the Lord has blessed the world with dating apps, which sounds so weird because so much negative can come out of dating apps. But um, just like the Lord has blessed uh, the United States with Amazon, um, even though so much bad can come from Amazon, in the same way he's blessed the world with dating apps as a concept because you can. Um, the, the benefit of dating apps for me, and maybe Theodore can speak to, is that you can uh, much more quickly weed out people via dating apps than you can in real life. And you can be taking a lot longer to find a qualified spouse in real life than you would in a dating app. Because in dating apps, you can filter by their professed religion. You can filter by their professed uh, political leanings, which are usually <laughs> much harder to discern in person than online. And then lastly, you can get, you're in a space because it's a dating app. You're in a space where it's totally fine and safe to immediately talk about like what your life goals for marriage and like are you going to take this seriously and, and have really deep conversations immediately instead of having to slowly build this up so i'm a proponent of dating apps as long as you use them right um and just as a fun fact some some gravitas me and theodore both found our wives our spouses via hinge i think right hinge was where you found tasha right <laughs> or is it bumble or something yeah okay I nope. say that I say that Bumble only because top ten worst okay dating yeah. apps. <laughs> there's so many out there That's both of us yeah uh, we've liked Hinge. Um, I'm sure Hinge will change and whatever else. So this is uh, only time right now in 2023. Hinge is good because it gives you like the thickest profiles for free. If you want free profiles, many of the most young people are on there and they have like real content in them. Hinge is usually the best. So people are usually looking for more serious relationships on Hinge. There's people on Bumble, but man, I don't like Bumble. Like I've heard success stories about Bumble, but Bumble is where the women have to approach the men, which just, 
I don't know, not to get all chauvinist, but it sounds like you're already starting things off on the wrong foot. Like the guy was didn't get up the courage. Like I feel like he gets emasculated from uh, from the start of the conversation. But also just they, they're really thin profiles. Um, that being said, Theodore has graciously found Bumble profiles <laughs> to take a look at. And you'll see Bumble profiles, they're so skinny. They're so skinny. So um, we're really just going to explore this for the sake of you young men who are thinking, yes, I'm called to be married. Yes, I'd like to get married. Yes, I think I'm in a spot that's good to be married. Um, and you want to pursue online dating. Maybe some of the obvious pitfalls and things to, to look for as well. So without further ado, Theodore, let's take a look at your work. Let's check it out. Uh, there we go. I made a big. Okay. So what are we looking at, Theodore? Uh, let's see. All right. Okay. <laughs> so we're starting with the worst and then we're going to the best. Um, so just quickly, if it says big dumb idiot or just looking for someone to ruin my life, uh, you can immediately know uh, <laughs> this is not marriage relationship material. Yeah. And also you got liberal atheist, you got a whatever astrological adherent uh, thing there. Yeah. Now, in case you're yeah. unfamiliar with dating apps or maybe you're just listening to us in audio, um, what we're looking at is a little blurb. Most dating apps um, have a little blurb. You get to say like a paragraph about yourself and then you can add a bunch of tags to yourself and, and pictures. But we're not sharing any pictures, maybe for obvious reasons, um, whatever, for, for people's privacy. And also because while looks are important enough, like you want to be kind of attracted to the person you're looking at, I think we all understand that you grow more and more attracted to a person based on their personality than just how they look. So unless somebody's like disturbingly ugly to you, um, you know, let the let the reader interpret what that means. Like I think we can all figure out pictures. Uh, this the meat is a little more important. So we're looking at a blurb, a little paragraph of what somebody has to say about themselves, their name, Holly and Mackenzie in this case, and then little tags like like their religion or their height or their astrological sign or whatever they they've chosen to put these in there. So these are all um, chosen by the dating app people. And so yes, like Theodore said, some obvious signs to not look for. And you know. I would think these be obvious, but some Christians are like, um, ones that I know are like, oh, but the, the, the field of regular Christians is so small. Plus they're lame and losers. I want to like find it, <laughs> find an atheist or like find somebody that's cool and then convert them to Christ. You know, I'm not your right. youth pastor, but like, you're not going to do that. Okay. I, you might find some, some Don't edge case it. where that happens, but you have no guarantee that is like playing with absolute fire. It's like shooting up heroin because you want to like have witness to people who are addicted to heroin. Like that's not, it's not a good idea to try to pursue a crappy wife and then turn her good. Like, why would you do that? Um, so crappy wife would be somebody who is not aligned with you politically, somebody who's not aligned with you religiously. Um, and I'll say the controversial thing, that's because they are crappy people um, because Christianity makes you better. The working Holy Spirit makes you better. Now, just proclaiming yourself a Christian doesn't necessarily, but being a real Christian does make you better. And then being a real Christian means you're in line with God's law. And um, while both political parties in the U.S. aren't particularly aligned with God's law, there's the Republican Party is more aligned with God's law than the um, Democrat Party, the Liberal Party. And so if you see liberal, they're probably somebody who rejects God's law. So here we've got an atheist. They're liberal. They believe in astrological signs because they put themselves as Sagittarius. They're five five, which is a great height. Then um, they call them the one blurb, <laughs> the blurb they have to say about themselves. They've got one paragraph to expound their virtues to potential guys out there, and their virtues are big, dumb, idiot. Uh, which you know, 
you're trying to make headlines, you know, you're trying to trying to get people to click on your profile and like hit you up. So I guess it's supposed to like draw you in that they are a big dumb idiot. Like, please tell me more. How dumb are you? How big are you? <laughs> but uh, fortunately, we can't see her her photo. So Holly, that's a zero out of ten. You should stay away from Holly. <laughs> and then Mackenzie, Mackenzie, like you said, Peter, she drinks socially, so she's giving us a little bit more about herself. Drinks socially, I think that's just fine. She's active, working out person. Again, up to you. Five uh, ten, pretty tall. In college, uh, she's a voter. Um, I don't know why she feels the need to tell us all that she's a voter, but that might tell you like where she's politically aligned. She's probably like weirdly politically active, um, which can be good, but usually it's on the liberal side. And then lastly, her one blurb she has to say about herself is that she's just looking for somebody to ruin her life, which, um, you know, hopefully you wouldn't want to ruin your wife's life. So enough said. All right, Theodore, I, I've killed that one to death. We're going slightly better. Is that right? Yeah, slightly better. Okay. I. Well, I don't know, really. <clears throat> you got Sylvie. And it doesn't, no, nowhere yeah. is the age here. Maybe age is somewhere else in the, the profile, but no age here. All right, so on this one, I wanted to point out, she uh, conforms to the she, her uh, kind of political yeah. paradigm. Read out, read out her little, is, her paragraph, so we know what we're looking at. It says coffee snob and baby neuroscientist never skips sunday morning donuts slash she her <laughs> you'd think okay bumble bumble's liberal i would have thought it'd be in like the tags like does she need to put she her in her her one paragraph about herself instead of just like adding it to the tags i don't know all right well again young men i think you should see the obvious problem here and that is or that just relationship does it mean she's in a relationship i think she's no looking so for... a relationship yeah, she's looking for a relationship, so it could be marriage as well. That'll be the last one that the person is looking for marriage. So this means so she's some not people looking for it marriage. says looking for marriage. Some people looking for relationship. Some people don't know what they're looking for, <laughs> and it shows that too. Yeah, and you put yourself in the girl's shoes for a second. Like it's scary to say that you're looking for marriage because it sounds intimidating, but um, you are looking for a woman who's looking for marriage. So. Um, I guess if any ladies are still watching, like put yourself as looking for marriage. If you're looking for marriage, don't be intimidated. And guys, um, also don't be intimidated by a woman who's looking for marriage. Like she's not going to swallow you whole, uh, maybe, unless she is. But like a good woman looking for marriage is somebody who you're looking to marry. So like don't don't be looking for somebody that wants a relationship, um, unless you think that she's just scared of saying marriage and she really is looking for marriage. Like look for somebody who's looking for marriage. Sylvie um, is an atheist, so again, red flag there. Don't date atheists. Um, liberal again just shows you that she disrespects god's law and honestly very consistent like i'm not expecting an atheist to be somebody that respects god's law so it's not really a shot fired at sylvie because she's like normal stuff here for being an atheist liberal um, but not somebody that you should be dating as a and maybe Christian. i should just include in here as well um there's one that i did not include because it had a bunch of other weird stuff in it but instead of like atheist or christian she put spiritual mm. so i'm just going to say that's another red flag if somebody's spiritual then given this person's profile there was a lot of other stuff in there that was really strange and gross <laughs> perverted so again i know there are like conservative men christians who will fight me on this and say no i can date an atheist i can date a liberal I disagree. I really disagree. Like you want to be aligned with your wife and it's so much harder to fight to convert your wife than just to, to date one that's quality from the beginning. So um, 
yeah, I highly do not recommend uh, being unequally yoked, as the scripture would say. So liberal atheist, she puts her astrological sign in there. She's a voter, which means she's a liberal voter. She's like actively liberal, not just <laughs> passively liberal. She's looking for a relationship. You know, her 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 things that make her interesting are that she's a coffee snob, you and every other girl lady, and that she's a baby neuroscientist. I don't know what that means, but that's kind of interesting. And that she never skips yeah. Sunday morning donuts, meaning she doesn't go to church. I mean, obviously, she's an atheist. And right. uh, she buys into the whole gender paradigm, calling herself she, she, her, so... Uh, yeah, uh, screams out the normal stuff. Okay, now we're getting some some meaty ones. Some that I might trick up, yeah. trip up the Christians out there. This one's a little more complicated. Aces? Yeah, That's good. Read read this one out, Sebastian. Give me give me the lowdown on Holly. I love Jesus. Feminism, volleyball, and Chipotle are very important. If you don't like Harry Potter or Marvel, swipe left. I laugh at my own jokes, so you don't have to. Wow. What's what's your read of this, Sebastian? You're looking at Holly, all right. Uh, tell me some some green signs and some red flags. I see Jesus. That is good. <laughs> Norm- normally, that may signal that you care about Jesus. You know, if you're taking time and space to write about uh, about Jesus Christ. I agree. And uh, you know, laughing at jokes. That's good. You know, it's to have a sense of humor that is that is that, that's good and then the where everything just hits the fan is you see a feminism is a yellow because you know it could be many things there's yeah. maybe good feminism maybe be horrible feminism that's a yellow flag and then the a, harry potter and marble that is already you know it's getting towards a red flag i was like what 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 are you getting at here? Like what 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 subtle things are you saying in there? And then when you get down, you know, for the people that are listening on Spotify or where else do you put it? Spotify, iTunes, no. yes, everywhere. I, Podbean, yeah, Podbean. That's it. Don't know yet. Socially, oh, yeah, she doesn't know what she's spoke. looking for yet. Yes, doesn't know what she's looking for. She's looking for social social life, and never smokes. Sometimes goes to the gym, and the height, five nine, in college, a liberal, a Christian, and Taurus is her sign, as a dog or likes dogs. She's sexually interested in dogs. <laughs> Not what it is. That's a terrible plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> so there, are some. Red flags. The Taurus. Yeah, I agree. That's that's uh, no yet. Red flag, yeah. And they don't know yet. The liberal. You'd be surprised. I've met uh, conservatives that are atheists, so I wouldn't focus too much on politics. I think it's better to get to the religion first things first, and politics comes second, in my opinion. Yeah. So in this one, I think she's identifying as Christian, and her first bullet point is that she loves Jesus. Great means you are at least on paper religiously aligned. However, I think we're all not naive here. Um, there are many who consider themselves Christians that aren't. Now, it is rarer these days just because it's so easy to not consider yourself a Christian and not to be ostracized. So um, it is rarer and it is a good sign that she has Jesus in the top. But I'll say this would be a lady who would be hard to marry. It's not really somebody who's ready to marry because she says she doesn't know what she's looking for yet, meaning 
she's not even looking for a relationship. Like she's probably not looking for marriage. There's nothing here that would tell me personally that she is actually secretly looking for marriage and she's just embarrassed to say that. And same with the, the liberal political thing. I, I think that if you identify as liberal, it's possible you're really a conservative and you're just afraid or you don't really understand what conservative means and you don't want the connotations there. Um, but the fact that she's pro-feminism and she's into like Harry Potter and Marvel, not that there's anything specifically wrong with Harry Potter and Marvel, it's just like those are kind of kishy regular culture things to have, again, as your main paragraph about yourself. Um, she probably really is liberal. And Taurus in there, the astrological sign, like this seems like a fake Christian to me, not not a real Christian. Or at least if she is a real Christian, she's not mature. Like she doesn't know the law of the Lord. Um, she's caught up in a lot of cultural things that we just, we wouldn't recommend marrying. That's all. Right. And she even says swipe left if you don't like Harry Potter or Marvel. So that's basically saying uh, even if you're a potential spouse, I don't <laughs> want anything to do with you. If for some reason or another, you don't like Harry Potter or Marvel. So Yeah. Now, I mean, strange. You, you do have to think of some dating apps like you're, you're trying to think of something creative to say about yourself. And so they might not be that serious on that. But it is what they chose to put in their small paragraph about themselves. I do appreciate it. You got to give Holly some credit that she gave it in bullet point format. Um, there's some meat to this one, and she filled out a lot of tags. So, like, sure. good for her. Um, it gave me, it gave her enough rope to say, I don't, I don't want to marry you. But this one's more subtle, you know, because she's got the Jesus up front, which can really trick you. All right. All right. Next one, Cheyenne. Theodore, give me the read on this one, Cheyenne. <laughs> right disappointing on the streets somehow even more disappointing in the sheets ask me about nuclear weapons <laughs> see this is a good tagline so, right you can't deny it. this is clickable very clickable right yeah that second part is good but the first part alludes to sexual immorality <laughs> so whether she actually means she has been disappointing in the sheets to someone i don't know but still First um, Timothy 4.12 says, Let no one despise your youth. Instead, you should be an example in purity, speech, conduct, love, faith, etc. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, she could be saying that she's chaste, like she's not planning to, to have sex with you in the disappointing the sheets, but um, considering she doesn't have her political affiliation on the bottom, I, I'm always suspect. Sebastian doesn't seem like he's suspect. I'm always suspect if somebody doesn't have a political affiliation in the bottom in that, um, well, they're definitely embarrassed about it, right? Or at least they don't know. Um, which means they may be a Christian. She labels herself a Christian, but like, she it's possible that she is um, not really a Christian, right? That she's somebody that sleeps around. So I guess if you're desperate, this is somebody to message, but like you'd want to immediately clarify, like what are your political affiliations? Um, what are your thoughts on sex before marriage? Like, where do you see this going? Because she also doesn't say if she's looking for marriage or not. Um, things you'd want to clarify if you message Cheyenne, I think. And do you have any nuclear weapons? <laughs> right. Like, do you believe or... in non-proliferation or what? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Just war theory. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the opener. It'll be like, uh, so Cheyenne, like, you don't have your political affiliations. Uh, what do you think about Christian just war, huh? <laughs> like, can we nuke the enemies of God? <laughs> that'll let her know you uh, when you come to her. All right, we're flipping fast. Rachel. Rachel. Sebastian, give me the read on Rachel. I work out on occasion. Might or might not be a student athlete. Ask me about <laughs> my ass tat. <laughs> Your ass tat. Yes. Uh-huh. 
tattoo. And then, was she looking for a relationship? Never smoked. Active. Gym wise, six feet. Dang, he's a tall girl. Uh, taller, taller than me, I think. Mm -hmm. I am 182 centimeters, 183 centimeters. And in college, a Christian. Is that a, is that a baby a bottle? Symbol for a baby? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Baby Sunday. She, so that's another. That's she does one. not have cancer. She is the cancer side. <laughs> <laughs> right. Very important. Doesn't have any pets, and she is a voter. Yeah. Okay, Theodore, you chose this one. Tell me what. Tell me what you think about this one. Was it just the ass tat yeah, so, that got you? Well, yeah. There's that thing, which is a bit crude or crass, but I mean, depending on if you get to know them, and might be okay. What if it's like no king but um, Christ, you know, like on each cheek? <laughs> no king but... but <laughs> yeah, but Christ. Botox yeah. Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. <clears throat> but the other thing that specifically stood out on this one is that she actually put want someday for babies, children. Mm -hmm. And sure. that's a pretty important aspect for Christian marriage. Uh, yeah it is and really to me like i mean it's good and children are a natural aspect of marriage but i think to me it more signals that she's got some of that like good godly law natural inclination to want kids as god normally prescribes for women which is not very unique like you know muslim women and jewish women and everywhere would be like having the same thing if it was 20 years ago however um, these days kids are pretty polarizing um on those who hate god and those who don't there are some who hate god and still want kids um, so it's not like a shoe in but this is more indicative of somebody who's um, following the spirit than not. Uh, the Astat, uh, I mean, that's just clickbait, so I'm not that offended by the Astat. Um, the cancer, though, the fact that she's a cancer sign, um, or that she has cancer, either one, uh, kind of want to stay away from it, probably. Uh, and then, once again, she doesn't have a political affiliation. She says, I am a voter, but like won't tell you what she votes for. So that's like, to me, it says she's either scared of telling you she's conservative, or she's scared of telling you she's liberal. Either one, I just want to clarify if I click your profile on um, the fact that she's like six foot and super active it's not somebody that's going to work with my lifestyle probably um that's something we haven't talked about but uh you want to of course qualify somebody that they're a christian and all that and then when you find somebody who's like really a christian suddenly you can be very tempted to be like okay it's time to get married like this that's all i needed um but tr truly not to be like super crazy picky but even though christians are rare to find um, you shouldn't just immediately assume that they're a good match for you because like somebody who's super active, you're really not going to be able to keep up with if you're not and vice versa. If you are super active, um, occasionally like men can be active and women can't be. Um, but usually if a woman is super active, she she's going to be kind of upset that you're not active. So I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, but that's, you know, that's not necessarily Bible based. That's just my recommendation for relationship status here. But Rachel, she's getting better. We're slowly getting better here because yeah, this could be a real Christian. You know, I would want to clarify the, the political affiliation. And also, she might be into, like, astrology. So, you know, that's paganism. Um, not to say that there's there are real Christians who are tied up in astrology, but just something to work through. All right, we're, we're making our way down the list. We're going to speed this up. Uh, another Rachel. Goodness gracious. Another Rachel. I'll read this one. I have an absurd amount of Papa John's rewards points and a premier Xfinity account. So order a pizza and start a series with me. Shruggy emoji. She socially drinks, never smokes. She's active. She's 5'6". She's got a graduate degree. She's conservative and a Christian. What do you think, Sebastian? Cognitive dissonance. It's inviting you over, but... And 
who knows? I mean, maybe just Netflix and chill. Who knows? And conservative and a Christian. Interesting. Uh, I'm confused. Yeah, I mean, the graduate degree is kind of interesting. I, I'd ask about that. Um, sometimes it means that they wasted money. Sometimes it means they totally know what they're doing. So uh, that's, that's what I'd ask. And then uh, conservative Christians, a good sign. Um, but again, you might find, like we've been looking this whole time for conservative Christians, and finally we found one, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be a, a match. Again, she she found the most important thing to say about herself was something about Papa John's and Xfinity. So like, um, right. I would I would be looking for some sort of Jesus sign in the, the prompt, and because she has nothing, it could mean that she's not really a dedicated Christian. Or at least if she is, she's not um, she's not ready for that. Or she's, that. she's a little desperate, potentially. Because right off the bat, she's putting something out there that's free and an offer that she has to get somebody freely into her apartment or bedroom. Or <laughs> I suppose so. I wasn't reading that far into it. <laughs> well, also in another take on me, it. She doesn't. She doesn't put that she wants kids. She doesn't look like she's looking for marriage on any right. of her tags. Which again, she could secretly be wanting kids, wanting marriage. Um, she could be secretly uh the dedicated christian that's just embarrassed to say it but like that's a lot of embarrassment you know if she's embarrassed on all those fronts so again if you message this girl you'd want to clarify those things out front because um could be that she's just embarrassed and you should you should share that you're not embarrassed by those things and say that you are looking for marriage you're looking for kids like really up front so that um if she's just shy about it she comes out about it and if she isn't shy about it and really like doesn't agree with them she'll let you know and then you can say bye-bye all right, we're flipping through. We're, we're going we're going speed right now. Okay, we got Lindsay. She says, did you know that dimples are a muscle deformity? Looking for somebody to discuss podcasts with? Please come prepared. She doesn't know what she's looking for. She's socially drinks. She's 5'8". She's got an undergraduate degree, and she's Christian. Oh, I should have put this elsewhere. Never Well, yeah, this is just similar to the other one. She's Christian, no politics, no nothing. She doesn't know what she's looking for. I would not pursue that. Personally, that's somebody. I pass. Swipe left. Push. It's not a hard pass, you know. It's like one, it's not one of those crazy issues. No. Plus, she doesn't have any Sagittarius or astro- astrological signs in her. That's good. It is true. It's good, um, but this is you probably just filled this out really quick. Yeah, it's not somebody that needs to. Uh, it's looking for marriage. Becca has a scar on her forehead from childhood, but she's not Harry Potter, or is she? If you like wine, books, summertime, or pickles, she's your girl. She is looking for a relationship. She's socially drinks. She never smokes. She's Christian. She wants a baby someday, and she has cancer. <laughs> Man, cancer's got to stop putting their astrological sign in their tags. That's just confusing. <laughs> I mean, the the actual, like, uh, oh, what's that called? The star? Astrological sign? The constellation? Yeah, the constellation. It shows the constellation in there, but that kind of looks like a molecule or something <laughs> that's unstable. intimating cancer. Cancer. <laughs> uh, quick red flags, uh, gentlemen. We've got no Jesus in the bio. Um, she's a Christian, but she doesn't share her uh, political affiliation, which to me doesn't tell me anything about whether or not she's a legit Christian. She's got wine and pickles and stuff, some generic, um, some generic girl stuff. Sorry, girls that like wine and pickles. So do I, but like, I'm not putting it in my bio. <laughs> And uh, she's not looking for marriage or, um, and she wants kids someday. So like maybe she's just afraid of saying marriage, but, and she's also afraid of saying Jesus. Just things I, I clarify. Flying. Kaylin? So you think you say that? About Kaylin. Oh, this is a classic. Okay. 
if you filter really well, like on Hinge, you can filter way better than you can on Bumble. So you, you don't find any of these like super garbage ones. Um, you'll find this a lot more. Somebody, Kaylin says, family, faith, fitness, food, rock sign, emoji. She's looking for relationships. She's socially drinks. She never, she never smokes. She's active. She's five, six. She's Christian. She wants kids someday. She's a Gemini. Uh... To me, to me, this is me personally. Again, if you want to use your time and you, you, this is like the kind of field that's out there when you're looking for a wife, um, I guess you can message Kaylin and clarify like hey, what kind of Christian is she? Is she looking to marry? Like, was the relationship thing just something she's saying because she's afraid of saying she's looking for marriage or is she actually not sure? In which case, I would probably avoid. Um, but the fact that she puts faith, family, fitness, and food all in the same line, I mean, she insinuate whatever you want about the order of them because she puts faith second or whatever. Um, but just that she has them all together tells me that faith really isn't that important for her. Like, I know it's one of her four things she put there, but like, like it's right next to food and fitness. Like if they're, if they're anywhere close, she's probably not a super dedicated Christian, um, willing to hear otherwise. And you can always investigate. But to me, that was always a sign that it's probably not a particularly serious Christian, at least not a mature Christian. Do you guys agree? Disagree? No? Think I'm being harsh? Sure. I agree. Okay. It could be even harsher and say that uh, she's a little uh, self-secure, uh, maybe. As, or she wants to keep her bubble of family faith, fitness, food. <laughs> and, like, oh. <laughs> faith only goes with family, and with gym. Uh, her own health and uh, eating well or yeah. I mean, happy. Whatever. I think I think we assume a lot about her based on her bio there. Um, <laughs> sure, but yes. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just asked, so I provided another perspective. Uh huh. Well, you got to be careful, you know, ladies and, and men, when you're making these bios, so that people might assume about you. <laughs> like, be careful in your bio. Don't be <laughs> okay. Last but not least, this is the best one, I guess, in your opinion. Um, of course, we married our wives right. from from uh, dating profiles, so we like our wives the best. But Sophie, she's looking for a man to marry, aka serious inquiries only, laughing emoji face. Studying to become a physician, my faith is the most important part of my life. She's looking for marriage. She socially drinks. She never smokes. She's active. She's 5'4". She's in grad school. She's moderate politically. She's a Christian. She wants babies someday, and she is a voter. Okay, Sebastian, you give me the rundown. This is, this is our, green. our most green flag one. Yeah. What, yeah. Do you, what do you like about it? Marriage. Serious. Those are keywords. Studying. Doctor. That's a serious job, so I mean, probably... Self-disciplined, motivated. You need that in order to become a doctor. Mm -hmm. And faith is the most important part of my life. I think we have a winner. Looking to marry, <laughs> drinks every once in a, in a in a while, which is a good thing. You don't want to be just like some strange Baptist that says alcohol is sinful. I will personally follow you yeah. and convince you otherwise. <laughs> it would kidding. not be your girl. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and. Moderate, whatever, that's fine, that's okay. A Christian, it's there once a baby someday and is a voter. So, yeah, I, I mean, to me, I, I, I mean, me, you know, me, elite, elite husband over here, um, moderate, it's like, boo, you know, who is this? Is this like one of the woke Christians? Maybe. Um, but the good signs here are that she's double looking to marry. Like, she's not hiding the fact that she's married. Not only does she put it in the tags, but she also says it in her bio. Um, but then equally, she says faith is important to her in the bio and then also says she's a conservative Christian on the bottom. Um, or she says she's a moderate Christian on the bottom, which, again, 
I kind of want to clarify, I guess she's just afraid. Does she not know what conservative means? You know, those are things you want to clarify. But uh, she has all the initial green checks. So any last closing comments on the dating portion, Theodore? I think we ran pretty long on this one. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm good. All right. Sweet. Well, uh, hopefully you endured and that was helpful or at least fun for any perspective dating profile guys out there. I think it should be obvious again what you're looking for, but sometimes it's not. Like I assume it's obvious and that it's not. And you could totally disagree with our criteria here um, or be like, Michael, you don't understand. Theodore, you don't understand. Like there's not enough people out there. And so when I look at dating profiles, I don't find anybody that's a conservative Christian. So I have to resort to liberal Christians or atheists or whatever else. Um, wait, you know, like there are probably people in your city unless you live in like the boondocks. And so wait, wait, wait a week, two weeks, a month, a year for somebody to come on the dating app and just check it. You know, like while you're on the dating app, you're really just, you're saying I'm available. Like if the Lord wants to, to move this way, I'm available. I'll be looking, but don't let it be, you know, take over your life one. And two, don't shoot after people who are actually going to be objectively bad wives. Okay. All right. So that was one third. I think we're a little over one third. So let's uh, speed through the next two sections, but Men, marriage is important, but also what's really important if you're either already married or you're already like doing the dating app and you're it's in the background is your work. So we've talked about this before on the podcast, but if you're 25 to 35 as a man, a Christian man, um, God has ordered the world in a certain way. There's no denying it. It's in the Proverbs. If you want your biblical justification, man is made to work. So if you are not working, if you're not working, um, seriously and i by seriously i mean a way enough to sustain yourself um so not piggybacking off of your parents not piggybacking off of the system you know getting welfare not piggybacking off of your wife and i'm going to say a controversial thing here there are a lot of well-intending christian guys who are piggybacking off of their wife from ages 25 to 35 because they're trying to go to seminary i there's no blanket rule in this I think that's a really bad idea. And I know people are going to seminary, great guys, you know, smart guys. There's a reason they're going to seminary. They love the Lord and they want to serve the church. Um, I think that if you're going to do seminary, you really should do it part-time. It's my, it's my personal opinion, again, just from coming from, but I think you put an undue burden on your wife when she's the breadwinner and you are not. And it's a huge time commitment that you're delaying your life for. It usually delays kids. It delays a lot of things. And so don't take seminary lightly. I, or, or anything it doesn't not just seminary but anything that would cause you to not be able to support yourself financially um don't take that lightly don't think the lord just automatically is saying i'm going to provide for you when you um don't take the obvious routes like the lord provides the economy out there for you to work in and so don't take jobs that cannot sustain yourself so it might be really cool that you're like a surfing instructor or that you're a part-time youth pastor but um, if it can't pay your rent you really are doing yourself um an injustice. That's a way that God lets you know that your job is not good enough. You need to find a better job. And equally for men who are looking to marry and suddenly they realize that they're going to put their wife when they marry in like tremendous amounts of debt or that there's really not enough to sustain two people off, um, off your salary, like the place you're going to have to live in, two bedrooms or whatever, isn't going to be enough to sustain off your salary. Look for a better job. Like this is your God-given sign to raise your hand on Monster or on Indeed, on LinkedIn, wherever you need to do to find a job and to, to be looking for it. Um, I think God generally provides when you actually need something. He provides for the sparrows, uh, so he'll provide for us. So when you realize that you need, don't just sit in your hands. Um, go look for stuff. That's the manly pursuit is to look for a job that sustains yourself. That'll be said, I want to pass this to Theodore and, and Sebastian if you have comments. 
uh, how do you guys think about careers? Like you both are working as I am working. Um, are there certain kinds of jobs that you want to be in? Like, do you look at your own skill sets and say like, what am I good at? Or is there kinds of like, how do you think about your career from 25 to 35? Uh, well, I guess for me personally, um, <clears throat> I, if I chose a profession, it was partly because I, um, based on like what my older brothers were doing and what I felt, I don't know if I pressured myself into it or whatever, but just like a marketable career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I went with electrical engineering. It's a really broad field, um, and you just got to take two exams, and then you can get your license, and that's really all you got to do um, in your whole profession, other than take, like, continuing continuing educational classes, which is kind of infrequent each year. Um, yeah, just choosing something that... Uh, choosing a potentially smart profession or maybe a less smart profession possibly but as long as you have the passion and the drive to make it work then go for it um but yeah just something that'll support you and support your family and yeah, yeah. that's what i think of Mr. passion do you have any career thoughts mm-hmm. sure i wasn't exactly sure in which direction i should go I should have gone, excuse me, thinking back after college. So I currently work in sales as an insurance agent. Uh, so I had to take a class licensing course and all of that. And now what, well, I'm still not sure exactly the direction I want to go because I know my hobbies, as you know, my hobbies, they're not very profitable, whereas this job is more profitable than if I was to become a teacher of some sort yeah that's where the balance comes in and i can still do my hobbies on the side something important that i have now value a lot is having a good working environment also as balancing what you do for mm-hmm. for your work because if you despise the people that you work with or uh, or the job itself you're going to be miserable so something that i've come to treasure from the current place that i work in is the team that i work with and and just the company culture so that is also something i highly encourage everyone to consider in addition to you know the the money and uh, field that you go into yeah and i think oh go ahead theater well um Kind of a rough thought. Um, there's a Bible verse of like not working for man, but working for God. Mm-hmm. But if you put yourself in a situation that is miserable and it's at, it's almost as if you can't do this work anymore for God, then you're kind of poorly representing God um, if you're going to wear the title of Christian. So, yeah, finding a job that's point Sebastian finding a job where uh like the atmosphere is something you can deal with like it's not something that's completely horrible 
it's something where maybe you can have some influence, maybe where people listen to you, where you can potentially minister or offer a more truthful or compassionate perspective. Well, truthful and compassionate. <laughs> Can't separate those. Uh, perspective to coworkers um, if they have questions or need something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a, a slightly different take here only because um, I'm different. Uh, I think that there's a huge risk of men because work is toil. Curse of Adam, work is hard. Um, you will inevitably have days where you don't like your work because it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, the Lord has blessed the nations through Christianity and he's slowly reversing the curse. And so work is easier than it ever has been in human history. Praise God. However, you know, despite what many of the complainers out there will say, work is easier than it ever has been. Like, praise God. However, um, there are still men who are perpetually dissatisfied with work and they switch from job to job to job. And I think that can be allowable or it can be incredibly irresponsible. And it can be incredibly irresponsible when you aren't able to sustain your family. You are just kind of perpetually dissatisfied because work is a hard thing and you don't like to work. Um, that's an attitude that I think you need to examine carefully if you have switched jobs or if you're complaining about your job to see if it's a you problem or if it's a job problem. I, I think that the best way to determine whether or not it's a you problem or if it's a job problem is to determine what you're good at. Um, look at what other people say that you're good at in your job. At, you can think you're good at things, which is something, right? But way better to have somebody else tell you you're good at something. Um, if you are doing work that you are good at and you, you don't mind, that's a great place to be. Better if you love it, of course, but like you don't have to love the work you're doing as long as you're good at it and, it, and you're okay with it, like you guys are saying. You don't want to be miserable at a job, but usually you're only miserable at a job that you are bad at. That's usually how it goes. Um, like like McDonald's, for example. If you're a McDonald's cashier, um, most people have skill sets that aren't suited to standing around all day and doing a, a repetitive task. And so they're going to be unhappy as a McDonald's cashier. And I think that really speaks to the fact that they're not suited for it. Whereas some some person out there, I guarantee there are people who love being a cashier because they love monotonous, simple tasks that they succeed at really well. And so that's the kind of person who, sh- who should stick with cashiering. They're probably not very good at other roles, right? So that's um, what you have to examine and in your career. Also, I want to add to that uh, things like uh, multitasking and high stress or high pressure, uh, constantly active, things like that can also go with that. Mm-hmm. Like working at a coffee shop or a restaurant or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it can be really hard to determine like, oh, what's God's will for me? Like shake the magic eight ball to try to figure out what career you're at. Um, but like I said in the beginning of the podcast, I love how God is, or maybe I didn't, maybe this is in some separate conversation. I love the way that God has created the world in a way that kind of tells us what we should be doing without needing to seek special revelation um, in that he has created the economics that we all live in. He's He's sovereign over the jobs that are posted out there. And so when you go look at the kind of jobs that are being offered and what it takes to make a living, you are discerning God's will because he is the one who set everything into motion. If we truly are believers in God's sovereignty, we'll believe that God's the one that puts those jobs up there. He's what makes profitable things profitable and unprofitable things unprofitable. It is not his will for you to be a barista if you can't afford to live as a barista. You know, like that that should be a pretty simple uh, determiner. And, and 
Likewise, um, if he has gifted you with great ability and, and demeanor to be a barista and it is enough for you to live on, great, you know, like do it. It's it's not the job itself that the problem is, it's it's the state that God has put it in that lets you discern if it's a good place to be. So that's what I think about this 25 to 35 year old. It's not just like getting in a career, but like, where should I be moving? There's a book called Durable Trades by a man named Rory Groves that if you have no family that gives you advice, you don't have a degree already, like you're in a space where you're still planning all this, I'd recommend you give it a buy, a read. Um, it tells you a hundred different careers that are really sustainable. Um, they're pretty off the wall, they're pretty blue collar. So if you already have the blessings of family that has trained you up in white collar ways or whatever else, like you, you kind of already know what positions you might go into. This is not the book for you because it's going to tell you to be a shepherd or a carpenter or whatever else. But if you truly are starting from ground one and your parents, your father didn't tell you what kind of careers you go into and gave you no leg up and you, you don't know from your schooling either, um, I'd start with something like, like uh, the blue collar work offered in Durable Trades. All right, so that's career. And again, I personally, um, just anecdotally, I, I'm looking to um, continue in my career as like business person, marketing person. Um, and I'd love to start my own business by 35, um, but I want to leave it to God on whether that's capable. Because I trust that if God gives me an opportunity that's that's a, that the family can be sustained on and run my own business, then I'm going to take it. But if he doesn't, I'm not going to cry tears that my dreams have been crushed. I know that God has closed that door. Yeah. And that's the joy of being able to trust in God as Christians. All right, any last comments on career before we move to the last one? Yeah, Proverbs is a good, again, don't just take our words, uh-huh. compare what our wisdom, quote unquote wisdom to uh, Solomon. And we would hold, of course, that God spoke through Solomon and David and other prophets in giving recommendation how to live a godly life. And... I'm reading from Proverbs 12. No one can be established through wickedness, but the righteous cannot be uprooted. And the plans of the righteous are just, but the advice of the wicked is deceitful. The wicked are overthrown and are more, but the house of the righteous stands firm. A person is praised according to their prudence, and one with a warped mind is despised. Better to be a nobody and yet have a servant than pretend to be somebody and have no food. And I'll, I mean, I'll, just, I'll read a little bit more and then I'll talk about it. Those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. Evildoers are trapped by their sinful talk, and so the innocent escape trouble. And all of this goes to say, see a pattern of setting yourself in the right mind, in the mindset of honoring and pursuing God and what I found interesting is that there are many people that try to be greater than what they actually are, but in reality, there's no substance behind what they say, especially in a competitive culture. It may be tempting to, I have to be the absolutely very best. I have to be at the highest social status. I have to have the highest um, the position in my company, the most, uh, the newest car, et cetera, et cetera. You can fill in, fill in the blank. And I would say that's probably chasing after strange. If you're just chasing about for those things, you're chasing after fantasy, or you may have real work, and instead you're chasing after like some pyramid scheme. Yeah, amen. Quick way to money. So I would actually hold that God argues against doing any of those things, and it is better to be a farmer and work your land and collect the benefits from that than to find some 
quick way to get rich or pursuing social strat and higher social status, etc. Yes, and money deserves. I mean, it has has its own podcast and not all the ways to avoid. Like, don't don't buy into quick high, uh, quick wealth schemes of any sort, whether it's cryptocurrency, or whatever else. So you can invest in in those things. Like, you know, all the more power to you. Except, don't expect it to make you rich instantly, because that's just not the way God normally works. All right. So we've talked career, we've talked marriage, we've talked dating profiles to avoid, then ones to go for, the careers to avoid, then ones to go for. Last but not least, let's quickly talk about church. Because any 25 to 35-year-old man probably should already have been doing this, but if they're not, should really start involving themselves in the local body. Because um, no man is an island, it's super redundant and sometimes it's not true, but you as a Christian have been called not just to God yourself, but into the family, the brotherhood. And if you hate your fellow Christians that you've been around from your youth or whatever else, um, you either haven't been around real Christians or you have a problem. And I speak from experience because I have always been kind of awkward in small talk churches and things like that. And it's something that I have been, I've been blessed to be challenged on via the Lord and via my current church. And he has blessed me with, with answered prayers. I've asked these men to pray for me on that. Um, being around fellow Christians should be joyous. And if it's not, it's a problem with you or the Christian. So you got to pick which one. And if all the Christians around you keep sucking, it's probably your problem. So um, <laughs> you, you have to be part of a local church. This is from Second Peter where it says, let us not stop gathering together as some of us have. Um, you, you need to participate in the body. That way you are corrected. That way you can be accountable. Should you ever fall off the deep end, your elders can correct you. That way you can bless others. Like there's so many reasons to be part of a church that aren't just hearing the sermon and worshiping on Sundays. Like it's it's about knowing the people so that they can help you and you can help them. It's it's truly an integral part, just as integral as finding a wife, um, except it's applicable to everyone because nobody's called to be celibate from church. With maybe the exception, like you're currently kidnapped in the concentration camps or something like that, right? But like, barring any extreme circumstances, you are called to be part of a church. And even if you're deployed, like even if you're deployed out someplace for years, if it's a significant amount of time, you should find some way to be part of a church. Even people persecuted in China still have the desire, I would say, by the Holy Spirit to meet in mm -hmm. secret. Right, so... It has to be temporary extreme circumstances. Extreme circumstances alone or just abnormal circumstances alone are not, they're really not reasons enough to not find a church. Like you should find a church. I should also caveat, just to hit some of the caveats, um, you you and your buddies getting like together for a beer is not church. Church should be a formal gathering where there's elders that are over you. It shouldn't just be your buddies gathering to worship um, and all these weird alternative versions of church like um even home churches, which I find weird and alternative, at least they have eldership systems that keep you accountable. Like you need some sort of eldership over you that has authority over you um, to make church fully useful. And of course, church should have preaching of the word and worship and all the rest, yes. Um, but just like worshiping in the car with you and your friends is great, that's worship, but it's it's not really church. Like church, you should have some sort of accountability. Uh there's so many things to talk about finding good churches. We have episodes where we find like good we church websites and all the rest. Um, some of it's self-explanatory, some of it's not, but I'd encourage you to go check out our other web our other episodes on how to find a good church and what church websites look like. Um, if you really want advice there, 
Uh, but most of us are part of a church at least. So we either have to discern whether or not the current church is full of real Christians and we should double down or if it's not and we need to, to transition. I will say, because I would have loved to hear, I've heard this as I was finding a church or I was still in college, you know, when we were with crew back mm-hmm. in the U of M. And narrow down what are the most, most important uh, Christian beliefs that you think are a make it or break it for you that you can have fellowship with other people. It is not music style. If it is, you have problems because it is not in the in scripture. So clearly, my I will share some of mine for, for reference. It would be the triune nature of God, of course, the inerrancy of the Bible, meaning it is holy, inspired word of God. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't necessarily believe that. So that's why for me, it's, uh, that's why I'm stating, stating the obvious. And then, eh, oh my, don't want to say, yeah, the sovereignty of God. Is God sovereign in, in, all, in all things? Mistakes so. are made, huh? Well, I mean, it, it, uh, if, if you're in a place where the, the only church you have around, the only faithful church you have around has some sticking points, like maybe on Reformed theology or maybe on baptism or something, like you can compromise um, as long as you know that it's not like, it should be pretty obvious to you, I think, and whether or not you're going with God's will there or not. Like, if you're purposely avoiding a good church for the sake of a bad church, well, um, you know, that should speak to you as some sort of mistake. Um, but if you are in a place where you've naturally been landed in a church that you slightly disagree with on something, if it's if it's not fundamental to the gospel, I mean, use, use discernment there and how you participate. Peter, any, any comments or closing comments on churches? Um, I don't think so. I'm going to close the episode with just one last thing. The reason I looked 25 to 35 is like a unique age range. And it's actually because I tell this to guys that I meet all the time. And so I'll say to the podcast too, um, I personally have got not very high ambitions um, normally. However, I was struck that I should. Um, not not for the sake of ingrandizing myself, but just so that I have a watermark for how, how faithful I'm being to see if I'm like doing big things or if I'm just kind of resting my laurels. But throughout this decade, I'm going to have children, like my baby's doing a week. Um, I want to practice being a father. I want to practice serving the church. I want to practice my career. But by the age of 35, I'd like to stop and examine how I've done, how the Lord has blessed me or that where he's leading me. Um, by the age of 35, I'd like to either start pursuing political office because that's the age where you can 35 is usually the age range when you can start pursuing political office. Um, I'll have had a couple of years of like experience behind me to start doing that anyways, naturally. Uh, so either political office, because that's a way to serve the, the city as the Bible expounds um, or pursue eldership. That can mean a lot of things. And it doesn't mean you immediately become an elder. It's just something that I would start doing at 35 because that's when you can even really know if you're qualified is if you are managing your house well and then, and or start a business. I don't think you can really do three out of three of those things. You kind of have to pick two or, or just one. But starting a business, being an elder, or going into local politics is where I see myself at 35, um, or at least pursuing at 35. So my, these these next 10 years for me as a 25 to 35-year-old are all about building that uh, foundation for pursuing those, those higher goals. So building a good family, and building a good participation in church, and building a good um, career and, and stockpile to pursue politics, eldership, or uh, business. Yeah. Yeah. We said we had a little spice of life in this episode. 
We had some dating profiles. We had some rants from Michael. We had some scripture from the holiers of us. Uh, any last funny comments before I call us out, homeboys? All right. Hey, we've been the found cause. I've been Michael, the man behind the machine, and to my front first has been... Sebastian, the bookkeeper. And second, and therefore the greatest, it's been... Uh, Theodore, under the PC. Thank you for listening. We have found our cause and serve the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want to find our podcast, you're going to have to go to YouTube and see our wonderful faces. If you want to see all those dating profiles, you're going to have to go to Facebook and see all those faces. But if you just want to listen to us on audio, we're also on podbean.com floor slash found cause. We're also on iTunes and Spotify and wherever else you might listen to your podcast. So until next time, we talk about something completely different. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.